Greetings and welcome all to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am Asani, owner of Asani Coaching Services and partner of the Ghanaian Spiritual Platform. And I am here today to talk about getting started in African spirituality. So this conversation is primarily geared towards individuals who have not interacted with African spirituality on a deep level throughout the course of their life. So individuals who are interested in African spirituality, maybe you heard something about it, maybe um, you've been having dreams or premonitions or just intuitive type of information coming to you about getting started in African spirituality and you just don't know where to start. Of course, that scenario applies to many of us in the West, like in America, um, even in the Caribbean islands, and in other parts of the world where we were basically dispersed from Africa and we just don't have a strong connection to the continent. That being said, there are also many, many Africans who are kind of under the same cloak, if you will, because even though they they live on the continent, they may not have access to indigenous spiritual systems because of their family lineage. So they may have grown up in like maybe a Christian or an Islamic household and were told not to delve into indigenous systems, okay? So that can apply to many different people groups, By no means am I excluding anybody from this conversation who has an interest in starting an African-based spiritual practice and they just want a little bit more information about the subject because that's what I am here to talk about in this particular episode. Now, my goal is definitely to keep it simple because African spirituality can be very complicated. Um, There are many layers to it. And for somebody who did not grow up in a system, you can easily get you know frustrated and confused by so many dynamics that go on within the system so this is just like a foundational place where you can start to look into african spirituality from a perspective of somebody who wants to come into it but wants to do it in a more logical or reasonable fashion rather than just jumping into it because that's not what I recommend at all for anybody. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of get started on my primary key points about starting in an African-based spiritual practice. My first bit of advice is to research, 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 and then do more research. It's very important for you to understand what you are getting into. While practicing within an African spiritual system can be very, very rewarding, it has absolutely been so in my case, but it can likewise be frustrating, as I said, and also dangerous if you do not know what you are doing. Because any African spiritual system, whether practiced on the continent or outside of the continent, whereas like maybe um, a system like voodoo practiced in Louisiana or Haiti or another part of the world, Obeya, etc. These systems are all about connecting with and interacting with spirit on a very high energy level. 
we're not just talking about saying prayers and directing our prayers toward a specific energy though that does happen we're talking about working magic doing incantations and spells and sacrifices and things of that nature and if you are not careful you can make some very critical mistakes that can cause you a whole lot more harm than they can do then they can cause you good so that's why i recommend to anybody thinking about going into african spirituality to research research and research there are a number of ways that you can do your research all right um videos are very very useful you can go on youtube or some of these other video sharing platforms and learn a whole lot about african spirituality that being said i do not advise you to stop there by any means do understand that there are different types of people who are talking about african spirituality from different perspectives um the knowledge is spread thin or spread out i should say so where one person may have a bit of information another person may have other useful information to you just like i'm doing you know this podcast and i speak about african spirituality and other platforms my knowledge on the subject matter is limited just as the next person somebody else may know more than me sure but i likewise may know more than other people sure but we all have a different knowledge base and we all approach this from a different perspective so it is very useful to listen to multiple people speak about the subject and give different layers or you know different information about what african spirituality is and how to approach it from different contexts because even the information that i give you in this particular episode i still encourage you to go to another source and get some foundational information because somebody else will share some information that i didn't think about or just maybe i didn't share in this particular podcast episode okay so like i said videos are great they're a beautiful place to start to get some foundational information i also recommend reading books because when you read you're intaking information in a whole different way and also when you have a book it's easier to go back to an index information and then look up information because most of the time when you have a book um especially if that individual the author they derive their information from another source a lot of times they will put that in there so then you'll have another reference to to go to so research 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 now that being said there is not a set amount of time that i would say you know to do your research before you jump into an african spiritual practice honestly this is an ongoing process it should be at least so you should still be learning about african spirituality even as you are a practitioner of an african spiritual system it should never really stop but um before you say okay i am going to devote myself to this particular system or that particular system again there's not a specific time frame or window it will be on an individual basis 
my recommendation is to give yourself at least three months of time to research and do thorough research so i'm not saying just you know in three months i'm gonna go ahead and start an african spiritual practice and i read like one book or watch one video no i mean do some thorough research set a target for yourself as in i am going to read like let's say maybe nine books on the subject and watch you know at least one video every week throughout that three month period i don't really recommend you setting a date or a time to say that you will get started because i think that should be contingent on when you know that you are ready but if you're the type of individual you feel like you're anxious um and you really want to get started I think it's best for you do, to set some kind of timeline so that you can pace yourself and not get into something before you're truly ready for it. Another way that you can do research is by communing with talking to practitioners, people who have been dealing with African spirituality for a while. Talk to as many people as you possibly can. Um, some practitioners, especially like on YouTube, they do spiritual coaching where you can sit with them for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, maybe even longer and get some information from them. Some have Patreon accounts where they talk exclusively to their Patreons about different aspects of African spiritual systems. That's another way to get very useful information about African spiritual systems. So there are so many useful resources about different African spiritual systems. But that being said, there are also very limited resources about African spiritual systems, considering the um, length and the breadth of different African practices, different traditional practices, I should say, within African spirituality. All right. When I say limited, because a lot of information is just not in writing or it is not recorded, at least in a language that you may be able to understand, because that's a whole nother dynamic to practicing African spirituality. The original form of the spirituality is usually presented in the language in which it is practiced. So if we're talking about going into Ifa, for instance, um, it that particular system comes from the Yoruba people who speak a specific dialect. And they practice their systems using their dialect. Now, obviously you have some people who speak English who can share information about the practice with you. You'll probably be able to find a priest or a priestess because in Nigeria, English is also one of the official languages in the country. Um, I think it might be the working language, but don't quote me on that. I'm not really sure about that part of it, but I do know that it is spoken pretty well throughout the country because at the end of the day English is the language of business so it's fairly easy to find an English speaking person who can give you information about that particular system in your native language in English if that is your native language okay but there are other systems that you may not be able to access as easily especially from a language and a cultural perspective so do keep that in mind um part of your research should also include meditation 
right so this is a personal practice because honestly all the information that you need in this life is already within you it's just a matter of accessing that information or remembering that information okay so if you kind of sit quietly especially in nature because all african systems are very much so nature-based practices so i encourage you to definitely go outside in nature do a little bit of meditating spend some time out there just kind of thinking about african spirituality and what it means and what it would look like or, or what you thought it looked like at some point or maybe even what it looked like with your your ancestors or those who came before you and maybe did practice it to some level now you know that being the case there are some generational gaps with that and the gaps are even getting bigger and bigger as fewer people have practiced african spirituality throughout the years in the diaspora so you know we've gone through generations of generations of people who were christians or islam or even jewish and maybe even buddhists and went into other forms of practice but you know when i say buddhist that's actually like an african derived system but that's another conversation for a whole nother day um that being the case you know it's going to be a little bit difficult again to maybe access that information directly in your family line but it may not be because everybody is different so that leads me to my next point or my next step if you will when it comes to starting within an african-based spiritual system and that's to start with your ancestors go and commune with your ancestors your progenitors those who came before you and yes i'm referring to deceased individuals okay um go and talk to them start communicating with them it's as simple guys it's really just saying a prayer an invocation inviting them into your space into your life and your environment and saying i want to connect with you ancestral veneration is a whole lot more than that do not misunderstand me and at some point your ancestors will want a whole lot more than just you um saying a prayer of invitation for them to come in but they will respect that and they will accept that knowing that you are where you are in your journey now i always suggest to people to also bring some type of simple offerings with them you know based on the four elements you don't have to but it is a little bit more beneficial to your practice so what i mean by based on the four elements bring something with you you can put it on the table cover the table in a white cloth you don't have to i don't really really recommend using a dark dark colored table like black or you know maybe a deep mahogany brown or something like that unless you are going to cover it with a white cloth but if you're using a lighter colored table you know and make sure it's a, it's a the table is made from a natural element so such as wood or even glass you don't really want to do this on a plastic table but again your ancestors will accept it especially if you're just starting off you're new and you don't know any better um but you can just put some very basic simple elements on that table you know start with a glass of water put the water in a glass again something um 
natural you don't want to put it in a plastic cup but if all you have is a plastic cup use a plastic cup because as you um grow in your ancestral veneration practice you will learn you know higher level tools and the things that you need to connect with your ancestors on a much higher frequency likewise your ancestors will start to provide things for you so that you can honor them in better ways okay um so that being said you know some water bring in the element of air which is you know really easy to do with some kind of incense okay um and that means you will have to obviously light the incense so that the smoke would come through but that smoke is the element of air it represents the element of air and it is air as well um an earth based element this could be so many things it's very easy to find elements based on the earth so you could put like a flower a small plant or something you can put dirt on the altar put the dirt in like a container and again uh, um a natural type of container so like maybe a glass bowl or a wooden bowl something small it doesn't have to be anything huge um you can in the dirt i should say i don't really recommend graveyard your dirt for this type of work because a lot of times people use graveyard dirt in incantations and spells that i would say are not so benevolent and i'll leave that conversation there for now um but there are so many different earth elements even crystals crystals and stones those are earth-based elements so if you already have some if you're already working with some you can put some on your ancestor altar there are so many different elements that can be used as a um as an offering and even going back to the air element feathers are also very useful to put on the the table so we're not even talking about a full-on altar yet um, these same elements are also useful to put on ancestors ancestor altars which i'll get to shortly and then the fire element so the fire element will come in with a candle right that's what most people use a white candle always use a white candle when it comes to dealing with your ancestors not black even though you might think black because it's you know they're they're deceased and you know they operate in the darkness or what have you we don't want to use black candles for this type of work ancestors are always represented by the color white when it comes to candle any type of candle work so and that goes for most spirit pretty much any spirit that you work with you can use a white candle for it but you know that's some more advanced information once you get into your practice um and just set these items on a table you know lay them out in orderly fashion and present them to your ancestors and tell your ancestors that you want to talk to them tell them that you want to start working with them and they will absolutely show you the pathway as long as i've been doing ancestor veneration my ancestors are still showing me new things and new ways to connect with them on a deeper level and things that they want things that they actually need in order for them to elevate in order for them to move forward in their journey so that they can likewise help me move forward in my journey on this earth so i am very grateful for my ancestor practice okay so now 
that's again a basic simple thing that you can do to start with your ancestors you can also put together an ancestor altar if you want to go all out and you want to have a want to have a dedicated space to your ancestors where you can go and commune with them and they kind of have a house if you will that's the way i look at it is you know my ancestors have a bit of a house inside of my house and they know where to go whenever they want to partake of their um their offerings because always keep water out for them and always keep um, them some rum so you know anytime they want to go there because i talk to them every single day so you know they know when it's time to go in there and for us to commune and things like that now i spent the most time on this particular subject as far as connecting with your ancestors because honestly that is the most important part of delving into ancestral based um excuse me delving into an african spiritual system because your ancestors will guide you and they will lead you and they will help you make the right choices they will protect you and keep you away from you know people and things and just going down the wrong path they will absolutely protect you in that but if you jump the gun and start with you know maybe the deity just start worshiping the deity you can get yourself caught up in some problems because my ancestors i can tell you so many times they have you know really toward my own plans to do certain things and you know making certain decisions and i didn't realize it at the time i was like well why didn't this work or why wouldn't why wasn't i able to move forward in this particular direction and i realized that it was my ancestors stopping that because it wasn't the direction that i was supposed to be moving in and that is in relation to my spiritual practice but also in my day-to-day life they helped me with so many things and i am so absolutely grateful for and appreciative of my beautiful wonderful ancestors right i get really excited when i started talking about the ancestors because they they have been so instrumental in my path um since i started african-based spirituality and they've always been there that's the irony of it they've always been there though i wasn't aware of their presence or kind of what to call them or who they were, I should say, because I knew that there were some spirits guiding me and walking with me before I ever started to delve into spiritism as I do right now. But having a knowledge and an understanding of who they are and what they do has just been so profoundly, you know, beautiful and such a profound blessing too. So I do recommend that you guys really and truly start there. All right. And even the research is important to do before you start with your ancestors, because you really need to know, you know, even how to connect with your ancestors on a proper level, because we have many deceased members in our family line. And that being said, all of them are not so benevolent. We have individuals in our family line who are, you know, coming to do kind of dirty work they're not all here to help you so you do want to be careful with that aspect that's why it's very important to approach ancestral veneration even from the right lens from the right way having a clean space or an environment in which to connect to them in and then also um you know connecting with them the right way talking to them the right way doing your invocations the right way inviting in the right spirit 
in order for you to connect with the right spirits because you don't want to connect with the wrong ones. So again, the first step is doing your research. The second step is connecting with your ancestors. And the third step is going to be actually choosing a practice, um, selecting what African-based practice to go in. Because as I've said before on this podcast and many other forums, you know, African spirituality is very, very vast for as many countries as there are in africa there are just as many and more spiritual systems practiced throughout the continent right so even in one country there's no one single african-based spiritual practice there are multiple tribes and ethnic groups throughout any given country and they will all have you know foundationally their own system you know, Ifa has become very, very popular nowadays because there's a whole lot of information on that particular system. But that particular system is not right for everyone. And that's for a number of reasons. I kind of went into this in a dialogue I had in one episode about whether African spirituality is even right for you or not. Because it is not for everyone. And just like African spirituality isn't for everyone every form of african-based spiritual practice is not for everyone um traditionally obviously we would just go with what was practiced within our family line without question and that's when we were based on the continent and we just grew up in a system right but we don't have that luxury nowadays those of us who have been you know spread out throughout the diaspora that's one of the reasons why i said in the beginning this conversation is really directed toward those individuals though i know africans some africans suffer from the same um situation as far as not having had connections to their roots growing up but the difference with africans on the continent is that most of them if not all know their tribe and i was i won't say all because i know there are some you know situations where people were orphaned and maybe they don't know what specific tribe they come from but for the most part they do no matter what their families look like they know what tribe they come from they know what ethnic group they belong to so they can always go and connect with someone from their ethnic group to connect back to their spiritual system okay that being said the individual may come from two separate ethnic groups and it could be for them to go into one of the system versus the other one or practice within both of the systems and that being said it is so very important for you not to mix systems up if you do practice within multiple systems, as I do. I talk about this all the time as well. I practice Haitian Voodoo. I practice um, Ifa. Um, you know, the Voodoo was chosen for me because it wasn't something that I originally had planned to go into. I my choice was Ifa from the beginning which i'll get to a little bit shortly um is how i came into practicing haitian voodoo that being the case there are different dynamics involved in different practices even the archetype spirits oftentimes have different names 
So when I am practicing within the Haitian system, I have to call on the names of the Lua as they are called upon in Haiti because it's a different system. And those spirits respond to different names, right? And the same thing with Ifa. Even the sacrifices and the rituals are different. I, even though I don't speak either language fluently, I do know enough words in order to interact with the spirits in a certain way. When I am practicing within one system, I have to use the words from that system. I can't be doing a voodoo, Haitian voodoo ritual and, you know, saying Yoruba terminology. Right? You can't mix the two systems. So that's a whole nother dynamic when it comes to starting an African-based spiritual system. And this is a mistake that I see quite a few people make when they're kind of bringing together so many things. They're, you know, maybe doing a ritual or something. And they're calling on names from different systems. They use a different, you know, the language from different systems. And they're just kind of mixing everything up into one big pot. And that's not what the spiritual systems are for each has its own systematic rites and rituals and things that should and should not be done within the system that um can make it complicated when you are practicing more than one especially when you you know start to try to mix them together so you do not want to make that mistake you want to make sure that you are keeping each system in the rightful way Okay, that you're approaching it according to the way it was set up or it was designed. And there's a very important reason for that. The systems, especially that were derived from Africa and spread throughout the diaspora, they came from a different space. All right. The energies that are reverenced in those particular systems, some of them were actually created when they came, you know, to the Americas. And those particular energies operate in a whole different way because they had to. So we're talking about people groups who were in survival mode. So the spirits weren't there to bring about just this really peaceful, easygoing, you know, life experience as we saw on the continent. The spirits on the continent are a whole lot more diplomatic because they didn't have to deal with... Um, the stress and the struggles of you know all the things that happened throughout the, the the voyage into the americas and likewise as i don't really like to leave out you know the trials and the tribulations that the people of east africa went through when they were transported into the middle east okay it's not my story it's not my narrative but i absolutely do know that they had the same struggles as us but we oftentimes forget about them in the west because we're so focused on the experiences that we had but if you go into some of the outer islands like seychelles for instance you will basically see the same dynamics going on over there as you do in the caribbean islands i mean it's almost a match one for one as far as how the people groups um live and the struggles and the things that they went through 
right? Matter of fact, Seychelles is very much so a Creole culture. So you see a lot of the same dynamics that you would see in a place like Haiti or in a place like um, even Louisiana, where you see the Creole culture going on because there was a whole lot of mixing, right? <laughs> when I went to Seychelles, you know, it was like me growing up back in the day in like the 80s or the 90s because their systems were at least at that time were a little bit behind them pretty sure they still are island culture is just a whole lot more laid back so you don't tend to have all of the technological advancements and things in those areas as you do in you know more westernized countries like the u.s uk australia etc so that being the case you absolutely have to really think about the dynamics when it does come to engaging in one African spiritual system over another or with engaging with two or more systems at the same time. Let me pause right here for a quick commercial break from one of our sponsors and I will be right back. Now I want to dig a little bit more into what it looks like when choosing an African spiritual practice because that's the crust or the core of starting any particular system, all right? How do you do that? What are some basic guidelines? Number one, I would say intuitive guidance, okay? If you're feeling called to a particular system and you just, you know, you just vibe with it, and you just know it is for you, I say go down that pathway, okay? Still do your due diligence in, in doing research. And I would still advise you, even though you might know that one particular system is absolutely for you, re do your research so that you can understand how the different systems are connected. So research and look up other systems, even though your heart may be set on one particular system. I still study so many different African spiritual systems because it is just so amazing to me as far as how they are so connected, especially the systems that are practiced on, excuse me, outside of the continent, like in the Caribbean islands, when you look at all the elements and how they are still so closely bonded to Africa, even though it has been years, generations have passed since you know the people groups have had any form of interaction with the continent you know especially like in the in, in the haitian system a lot of the names are still used a lot of the names that you call the lua came from the Vudan of benin they homie you still see a whole lot of that culture in there even the words, even some of the, the Haitian language is actually a Creole language, as I said before. So a lot of it is actually African in origin. And even when I listen to the music and the songs that are directed towards the Lua, it is like I am really listening to African chants. That's what it sounds like to me. I know it probably does it to a Haitian person who grew up in their culture and they speak, you know, their language, their Creole. It, you know, probably just sounds like Creole to them. But to me, it, I'm like, wow, it's just so fascinating. And so my point being, understanding those linkages will also understand, help you understand just how much, you know, we are connected and the practices are connected, right? 
all right so that's one way is intuitive guidance but if you don't have a bent toward a specific you know religion or excuse me spiritual practice i say look into going back to what was in your lineage in your heritage what did your people group practice that you know about if if that is the case so of course everybody that particular um guideline won't apply to you because everybody just doesn't have that in their background at least in their known background they probably do with some ancestors way before them for me i did have that in my lineage and i chose not to go directly in that route because um you know i have some ancestry that practice hoodoo and i knew about it i've known about it all my life well you know at least since i was a young girl and was able to really understand it so maybe around eight to ten years old i really knew about you know hoodoo was part of my bloodline though the majority of my family is christian don't mistake it they weren't practicing voodoo it was just basically my grandmother at that time and you know when the family needed something they would go to her and you know ask for some help and some kind of spell or incantation that she would do for them however most of them identify as bible believing christians okay because that was the thing to do at that time no shade on anybody for what they chose um but that being the case i kind of had a negative connotation toward hoodoo when i first started my practice and it wasn't because of hoodoo itself it was more because i saw it as like a you know very diluted offshoot of african spirituality and i'm like this can't really do me a whole lot of good i want the real thing so i was like so inclined in going into ifa and even backtracking with that a little bit, I had studied so many different systems before I even, you know, went down the path of Ifa or choosing that path. And what really made me go in that direction is because I had had so many different divination sessions with so many different people who weren't even like part of the Ifa system. Matter of fact, the first readings that I had, I had like three readings, and Ifa came up as part of my bloodline, as part of my practice. And these were readers who were in different systems. Like one was a shaman, um, a shamanic reader, based on like the Native American system. One, um, I think she was actually an astrologer, if I recall correctly. And then another young lady did a reading for me, and she she practiced many different systems but she was african-american so all in all of those readings ifa came up it's like you you know your family line is heavily into ifa this is absolutely part of your your lineage your heritage that's the direction that you need to go in and the first time i heard it you know i was like okay it wasn't a big deal to me but after i heard it the third time i was like okay yes so my ancestors are really talking to me telling me what they want me to do so i was set on going into e5 i was doing all the research all the study and trying to figure out you know how do i approach this you know how do i, I really delve into it and this was before i went to get my first e5 reading all right and just side note subsequent to that in my first e5 reading with um an ianifa who is not my ianifa i have a babalua um it came up in that reading that ifa was so deep in my bloodline 
Same thing when I first started with my current Fabula. If I was so deep in my bloodline, I was like, okay, this is definitely for me. So, um, but backtracking, how did I get into the, the voodoo system? Well, you know, I started, I connected with someone from Haiti, a lovely, lovely young man who, you know, still very much so connected with today. And we just started having a conversation and I was telling him about my interests and Ifa and so forth and so on. And even though he is Haitian, he did not grow up practicing voodoo. And he was very much so interested in going back into his roots because he he's from Haiti and he was living in Haiti at that particular time. He doesn't anymore. And he was very much so interested in connecting back with his roots. Um, he just had, you know, spiritual experiences very akin to mine that kind of woke him up to his heritage and you know he was the forerunner in his family to take them back and say hey you know we need to get back to our roots our culture etc and i was like okay so you know that's that's very interesting you know can you get me a reading i just asked him to you know get get me a reading in that particular system and he did and without going into too much detail about you know the intricacies of that reading it came up that i had um heritage in the haitian system and you know that my my ancestors were very prominent practitioners and practitioners in that system as well and i was like wow you know that's deep you know but still i'm the type you know i, I like to get layers of evidence before I act on information. And so, you know, subsequent to that, I ended up getting a couple of more readings by different readers. So it wasn't the same mumbo, um, who same thing happened here, like three different readings, three different people who were not connected with each other at all said the exact same thing. I have, you know, roots from my AT and that is also part of what I need to, you know, study and practice and delve into. And I was like, okay, wow. All right. So I'm excited for this journey. And so, you know, thus began my practice into, you know, to the Haitian system. So um, I didn't even approach it the opposite way because Haitian voodoo is more of an ancestral based practice, which I now advise everybody that I talk to to go into first, which I'm going to get into that in just a minute. Um, but long story short, I always advise people to definitely look at what was in their heritage or their lineage, because oftentimes we throughout the diaspora absolutely need to connect with that dynamic more so than just going into something that, you know, kind of sort of interests us or what have you, because usually there's a lot of information that we need from those systems. And that has been very eye-opening and instrumental for me in my journey because i find that my ancestors speak so much through the haitian system and i now realize why they wanted me to go through that system as well um they come through they do come through sometimes in ifa but i find that for me in ifa more times than not the orisha will come through in my readings and they will come through to help me and it's not that your ancestors can't speak through ifa because it absolutely does happen 
It's just that that has been my journey and that is the reason why my ancestors wanted me to connect with the voodoo system. One of the reasons being too because you know there were some things that were left undone that I had to go back and make amends for and that was through the Haitian system. So the information could not come through Ifa because those things were not left from an Ifa based practice. All right. So I do recommend that because it is crucial for you to get information from your lineage and from your heritage. Because if you go into another system, you may your ancestors may not speak to you through that system in the same way. Okay. Another very important thing that I recommend when it comes to choosing a practice. So again, if you don't really know what's in your heritage or your background, it's always best to start with an ancestor-based system. What do I mean by this? So ancestor-based systems are ubiquitous throughout the diaspora outside of the continent. The systems that are practiced in Africa are really, you know, highly integrated complex systems because they haven't really lost a lot of their fidelity as much as the systems that are practiced throughout the um the diaspora and a lot of times that's all our people had access to was their ancestors okay and those systems are just really highly regarded they regard their ancestors to a high high level because they that's again that's the major connection that they had to the spirit realm once they were separated from their family line and their lineage so even if you you know had priests and priestesses who were absolutely still there throughout the diaspora the situation could have been that that person would have been sold off into a whole nother family line or lineage and, and maybe been under the direction of a priest or a priestess from a whole different system as i talked about before so the ancestors became very very important and it is something that you know people in the caribbean islands practice all the time and you know let me not leave out the systems that are practiced in america because hoodoo is very much so an ancestral based system and even getting back to that conversation a little bit what i found too is that a lot of the elements that are present in the haitian system are pretty much the same as hoodoo there's some discrepancies because hoodoo doesn't connect a lot um specifically with the names of the deities in the various systems because that information was lost so hoodoo has a lot to do with root work but so does haitian voodoo because there's a lot of a whole lot of root work that goes on after you consult with the spirit realm likewise there's louisiana voodoo that is strongly based on the um benin system just as the haitian voodoo system is in strong correlation because a lot of the people in Louisiana actually came from Haiti. A lot of the um, French slave masters brought over their slaves from Haiti when the revolution occurred and they were no longer able to hold slaves in Haiti because it became an independent nation in 1804. So they came here to America and some of them brought their slaves with them. That's one of the reasons why there's a strong correlation and connection between the Haitian voodoo system and the Louisiana voodoo system. Of course, there are some discrepancies because they were practiced on different lands and different things went on. 
Um, you know, then you got the integration of different languages and so forth and so on, especially when it came to Louisiana. That being said, it is so much more beneficial for individuals to start at that layer of the ancestors because as I said before, everything ties back to the ancestors, to your lineage, to your bloodline. You came through the bloodline that you came through for a reason. Those individuals were the ones that were meant to help you um, lead a prosperous and a successful life and to you know figure out your destiny and just walk in the direction of your destiny. All right. Um, and when I say that, I'm even referring to your you know living heritage. When you come into the earth, that's what your mother and your father are for. But again, so many things have happened throughout the course of our history that has separated us from that dynamic and we just don't have access to that knowledge and information that we used to used to. So I always encourage people to definitely start with an ancestor-based practice because through those things you will learn how to honor your ancestors in a proper way and through honoring your ancestors you will be able to connect with them and they will be able to protect you guide you and lead you to the right systems as i said before and the last bit of advice on, on this particular section on this particular step as far as choosing a practice is, is maybe going to get divination so I've already described my process of divination and the things that went on um, in order to lead me to the systems that I now practice with. And so I always encourage people to also go and get divination done. But with the caveat, that's first with starting with your ancestors because your ancestors will lead you to the right divine so that you can find the right information. And that's even what happened to me. You know, I was thinking it was just well, I won't say I was thinking it was coincident because I really don't believe in coincidence. But I really wasn't thinking about it from like an ancestral connection when I, you know, talked to my friend who was from my AT and, you know, subsequently started getting readings and stuff through that system. I really wasn't thinking about it that deeply at that particular point. But what I've since found out is that, you know, that was a divinely, specifically ancestrally orchestrated event that took place place in my life to lead me through uh to the haitian system which i now absolutely joyfully practice and i'm so happy to have as part of my experience okay and there may be other systems that i might engage with at some other point in my experience but i know all of that will be directed and guided by my ancestral ancestors showing me different things and, and guiding and leading me down different pathways so that's why i always encourage people to start with the ancestors so those are my thoughts on how to really get started in an African-based spiritual practice in a way that's going to help you and not hinder you or cause you any harm. Do your research, guys. Start with your ancestors and then select a practice by using your own intuitive guidance, looking into your history, your culture, and your heritage, or um, and or I should say starting with an ancestor-based practice ancestor-based practice and maybe even get some divination to see exactly what is in your path with that i'm going to go ahead and say ashe i wish each and every one of you a very beautiful lovely and blessed day and beyond